Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of Fearlessly Parody. Today I have back with me Pastor Scott LaPierre for part two of a two-part interview. Just as a reminder, Pastor Scott is the senior pastor of Woodland Christian Church in Woodland, Washington. He's a regional facilitator for church and family life and an author, as well as a conference speaker. He holds a Master's of Art in Biblical Studies from Liberty University. So without further ado, one more time, here's Pastor Scott LaPierre. Pastor, let's, let's make a little shift on something that I think that trips families up a lot, and it's finances. Uh, you know, couples can get really turned around in their finances and money can cause all sorts of problems. How can couples, married couples, persevere through the trials that are brought about by finances? Good. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say something. And sometimes when I I almost want to ask people, look, don't don't decide right now whether this is true or not. Just give it a little time and think about it. All right. Consider, you know, we live in the wealthiest country, not just in the world, but in history. Generally, yeah. the level the level of poverty in our country is actually wealthier, not just than many parts of the world, but most people throughout history. Literally, the poorest people or people at the level of poverty in our country live better than most people throughout human history. I mean. <laughs> Okay, so if that's the case, and this is where I'd ask you to consider the truth is most of us don't have income problems. We generally have enough money. The issue is we have spending problems. We spend money when we shouldn't. We buy things we don't need. We mm. and we indulge ourselves. We uh, are not disciplined or self-controlled. We're not patient. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Esau. Esau goes to Jacob and he just wants it right. He wasn't going to starve. He's like, I'm hungry. Give me some give me some food. And Jacob, I mean, the only thing more shocking than Jake than Esau being willing to give up his birthright was Jacob actually asking for it. It was an incredibly <laughs> in, inappropriate request from Jacob <laughs> to ask for his brother's birthright. That's just unheard of. But Jacob is, you know, he, his name means heel grabber, deceiver. And so he asked for his brother's birthright, which is shocking. And then shockingly, Esau says he can have it. And he just wanted it and he wanted it right now. And that's kind of so a lot of us are like, oh, you know, we, we condemn Esau, we look at him and it's like, I can never be like that. We're, we're frequently like that when we want, yeah. we yeah. want to buy something, we want it right now and we don't want to wait. And they did this. Have you heard of this, the um, Stanford marshmallow experiment before by chance? No, no. Go ahead. Okay. I'll tell you about this. So they bring, and you can search for it. If anyone listens to this, just go on YouTube and search for the videos of this because the videos themselves are super entertaining. They bring these kids in, you know, into these rooms, they put this kid at this table and they, they bring, they do this with lots of these children and they put a marshmallow on a plate in front of this kid. And they tell the kid, if you'll sit here and wait, I will give you another marshmallow but they don't tell the kids how long they're going to have to wait. And then they leave the room and you see these kids at the table and they're just like licking their lips and, you know, and they're just, they're like, you can have this marshmallow now, if you want, you can eat it now, but if you will wait, when I come back, I will give you a second marshmallow. And they keep these kids at the table. And, and of course, all the kids fall into two categories. You have some kids that sit there and they're, they're kind of salivating and they're, you know, wringing their hands and then they reach down and they eat the marshmallow. And then they, you have other kids that kind of do the same thing, but they wait long enough. And then they end up getting the second marshmallow. And the whole reason I'm telling you this 
was they did these studies on these kids where they tracked them for the rest of their lives, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. And they found that those kids that waited for that second marshmallow ended up being incredibly successful um, compared to that first group that ate the marshmallow. Wow. Yeah, because that and they were more successful in multiple ways, academically, um, body weight, health, because they were more controlled with their diet, financially, emotionally, mentally. There's all these ways that that group that was self-controlled ended up being so much more successful than the other group. And I think that really can um, apply to finances, because often we just want something and we want it now. We don't want to wait. And we can get away with that in the United States because of credit cards and so forth. Um, have you ever, I mean, most people, if they thought about it, I consider a worthless purchase. When I say a worthless purchase, and this is what I, I talk about this in my finance book, a worthless purchase is not a purchase that doesn't have any value. A worthless purchase is a purchase that doesn't have any value to you in the future. And so if you buy something, even if it's very valuable, but it has no value for you. And by that, I mean, you bought it and you never did anything with it. It just sat in your house or, you know, collected dust, clothes you never wore, whatever. Then that's a worthless purchase for you, at least. And mo we have many worthless purchases. We have lots of, you know, I used I take these field trips with my students. Here's just one other illustration. And I would tell the kids, I'd say, look, we're going to go on this field trip and there's going to be this souvenir shop. Don't spend your money there, please. You're just throwing your money away. <laughs> just uh, and I'll tell them. I'll say you, you might as well just told them to open up their wallets. And just yeah, and it's like if kids have this money, you know, in their wallets, they got to spend it. But I would tell them, I'd say, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go buy something. You're going to buy some junk from the souvenir shop. We're going to drive back to the school tonight. We're going to get back late because it's a long trip to the field trip, you know, and then back. And when you guys get off the bus, I'm going to walk down the aisle of the school bus to make sure that you guys got all your stuff. And I'm going to look in your seats. And most of you are going to leave the junk that you buy because you didn't even care about it a few hours later. And so wow. you, you bought that and you didn't even, you were not even interested in it before you went to bed that night. And so just save your money. But many of them still, they go on the field trip, they buy the stuff, they leave it in the, in the bus, in the seat. And so I just feel like we can kind of be, be like that as adults too. And so um, the principle that I often tell people is, just wait if you want to buy something, assuming it's expensive. I mean, you don't have to apply this with like, you know, smaller purchases. But if you will wait two weeks, just give it two weeks and see if you still want to buy it. You will be surprised how many purchases you will end up not making and actually be glad that you did not make that purchase two weeks oh, earlier. Listen, so. listen to that, moms and dads. And I, I throw another challenge on top of that. When you do that, and you know that two weeks ago, you know what? I really didn't want this. If you have kids in the house, tell your kids about what you yes. just experienced because moms and dads, you hear me say all the time, you're a chief role model. When you have a wow moment and it's a positive wow moment, you need to make sure that your kids get a little taste of that wow moment and say, hey, mommy and daddy wanted to buy this two weeks ago, but you know what? Two weeks come from now and I just don't feel the same about it. Mm-hmm. They'll hear you. And if yeah. you do that a few times, this is something that your children will pick up. Yeah, there's that there's that saying that there's a lot more that's caught than taught. And I believe that. So you can we can teach our children, but when we share those experiences and let them do life with us, 
which is, you know, we, you said earlier, I'm a passionate advocate of homeschooling. Um, even if you don't homeschool, homeschooling is really doing life with your kids. You know, you've got them with mm-hmm. you all the time. But even if you don't homeschool, to bring your children, like you said, into your life experiences is, is very powerful. And the other interesting thing about waiting is most people they don't think much about it, but whenever you want to buy something, have you ever noticed you can always find all these deals or all these sales? It's not a coincidence. There's just great marketing out there that always makes oh, it yes, seem like, oh, is it just very, it's just coincidental. Anytime you want to buy something, suddenly you happen to find it at this great price. You didn't really find it at a great price. It's just that this is how people stay in business by always making people, it's like that proverb that says, you know, the the buyer walks away saying um, that he got ripped off, but the seller walks away feeling like he got this, you know, he got this really good deal selling it to him. And so the other thing about waiting two weeks is you'll often find out if you were going to spend more money than you should, because you'll end up seeing that item, you know, at a cheaper at a cheaper price at somewhere cheaper else or something. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, they, they want you to buy now in the moment, in the excitement of it. And that, man, those are some really, really good good principles. Are there any other, because we're, we're nearing the end of our time, but is sure. are there any other trials and, and things that couples ought to be aware of? I know we talked about financials and, and we tossed out a couple of financial tips here, but is there something else that sort of just rises to the top that uh, couples ought to be aware of. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll just use a little sports analogy because you were talking earlier about the Army Army Navy <laughs> football game. Um, oh, don't I, bring it up again, Pastor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I played football at this very small school. I wasn't. I wouldn't say that I was a particularly good football player, but because the school was very small, I got the ball a lot. I returned kickoffs and punts and I was the running back. And there's kind of like two ways to get hit. And I'm getting to a point with this. If you guys will be patient with me, there's the hit, you kind of see it coming, you know, and you, and you raise your, your shoulder pads to protect your neck and, and you brace for the blow and you get hit and you pick yourself up off the ground and, and you feel fine. You go back to the huddle. Um, the, the hit that's real devastating is the, when you're blindsided, you know, you mm. don't see it coming. And I think there's a lot of Christians and trials blindside them. And what I mean by that is you're kind of running down the field as a Christian and you're not prepared because you haven't, you haven't spent the time in God's word. You haven't spent the time uh, in church or in fellowship. And so there's something, it's really nice when God introduces a trial into someone's life and then you see them get serious about Christ. But I feel like that's a little late. It's almost like studying for the test the day of the test or practicing for the game the day of the game. And so if you want to get serious about your relationship with Christ, I would encourage you get serious before the trial so you're not blindsided by the trial. And so don't don't be running down the field and then all of a sudden this trial comes out of, you know, comes out of left field and just clobbers you, you know, and you're you're devastated by it. Make sure that you're built up, you're strong in God's word, you're you've got a prayer life, you're involved in the body of Christ, you have a church family, brothers and sisters who can rally around you so that when that trial comes and hits you, you're prepared for it and it's not devastating. And that's kind of what I see happen. Sometimes I've seen some people, there's a young, there's a young woman in my church. She's in her twenties and she had, has three children. She got cancer and it, uh, stage four cancer, you know, which we would expect to devastate many people. There's another family and their son, their young son drowned. And these people, it was, it's painful what they are, what they've went through or are going through. But they were prepared for it because they're they're they have strong they're strong in their relationships with Christ, and so you kind of watch them go through this, and you say, well, how can they do that? Well, they can go through it because they've been plugged into the church, they're prayerful, yes. you know. And so that's that's what I, what I would say about trials is I can't tell you every trial you're going to experience, but I can say be built up in Christ so that you can handle those trials when they come. I I concur with you that on that pastor. You know, there's a 
and I might be coming late to the party, but uh, Red Rock Red Rock Worship put out a worship album here in 2021, and there's what you're saying reminds me of a song that they have. It's called Battle, and one of the lyrics in there says that you were never meant to go through this alone. Uh, God meant for you to be in his word and to walk in relationship with him, to be in church. You were never meant to do this alone. We're not strong enough. The lyrics talk about this, and I tell you what, it just really opens you up and it touches your heart. You know, you were not meant to do this alone, and, and you're not strong enough, but he is strong enough. And no matter what the enemy may bring against you, enemy in the end he he knows what's going to happen his future is written Mm -hmm. but when god's standing beside you there is nothing you cannot get through at all so if you haven't had a chance to check out that worship album the whole Mm -hmm. album is awesome and no i'm not getting any royalties from uh red rock worship I'm just letting you know that it's an awesome uh, worship album. If you have an opportunity, check that out. But, Pastor, uh, I, I really do appreciate you giving me your time. You know, we we kind of work back and forth during our schedules. But before we before we go, tell them where they can find you. Sure. So my website, uh, and maybe you can put this in the show notes, my website is scottlapierre.org. It's just my name, scottlapierre.org. That would be the, that's kind of the hub. You can find my social media from there, my books, my sermons, my my own podcast where I have my sermons and conference messages and so forth. And I have a gift there for for free. It's called Seven Biblical Insights for Healthy, Joyful, Christ-Centered Marriages. Uh, it's a it's a short read, nothing overwhelming, just seven insights about marriage that have been that I believe can be meaningful. And I'd love for you to to get a copy of that. You can get it on my website. And if there's any ways I can pray for you or anything, you can reach out to me and you can you can find my books on Amazon. And I'll even say if you know if money's tight and you can't you can't afford uh, you know to buy a book, just reach out to me and I'll give you I'll give you a copy for free. I just ask that you read it. But yeah, uh, you can find more about me on scottlapierre.org. And, and Stan, thanks a lot. I appreciate all that you're doing. And it's a privilege just to come alongside your ministry in this small way and, and have this opportunity to share with your listeners. Hey, Thank it's you not very a much. problem at all, Pastor. And moms and dads, hear him on this. Uh, you know, you don't know how much somebody cares about you uh, until they until they show it. And the man is showing it right here. Please do check out the podcast description. In the podcast, you will find links to Pastor Scott's books. You will find a link to this free resource. And, hey, the man takes prayer requests. And so make them. Take advantage of what he's putting out there for you because this man, Pastor Scott, is for you. He's for the family and he's for your future. So that's all that I have for you for this particular podcast. So I'm going to challenge you parents like I always do to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. Hey, moms, dads, parents, and guardians. Don't forget to check out the podcast description where you'll find special links just for you for Pastor Scott, as well as other resources that will help you and your family. And until the next episode, God bless.